Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. I took the week off last week because I was lazy. Got home. Had time. Uh, I got home early on Friday. And I was just tired, man. I turned on the TV and just waited for Barb to come home. I didn't feel like... And I didn't even like want to watch anything like that took any brain power. I just... Watch some Seinfeld, like episodes I've seen like a thousand times before. And uh, that's how I spent my Friday waiting and then eating. And we've still been watching the boys, me and Barb together. But um, that's been what's going on. Um, I've I just been lazy. Um, don't know why other than... I am tired. <laughs> I'm really tired. <clears throat> Went to the comic shop today. It was snowing. Um, usually I get there and I can clown around and spend some time. This time he had a lot of customers, man. There was a lot. And they were, they had bigger stacks than I did. And I don't get shit there. I get most of my stuff from DCBS. And I get a handful of books there. <laughs> But uh, there was just a lot of people there. Um, f- weird for a snow day. Usually a snow day you can <clears throat> go in and there'll be nobody there. Which is what I like. But he said he had gotten comics from Diamond, Lunar, and Pendum Ra- Pengum Random House like on the same day. So that's that's just absolute nuts. And I forgot to order Lazarus Planet <laughs> this month. Next month I have it ordered, so I've been trying to pick those up. But he's been selling through of those things. So I had to pick up a variant, which I didn't want to. But I want to read the story. <clears throat> so I decided to, to get the, the variant that he offered me. But... um. Yeah, that's what's going on. I do have a lot. I, I had a. I pinged people for questions. Um, and I got a lot. A lot more. A lot more than I usually get. So, uh. I hope I bookmarked them all. Um. But I will get to them. Dallow, um, my go-to guy for uh, ask, asking questions, says, Do you watch any YouTube channels? Lunch Money Comics is quite wholesome, one you might like. Uh, I don't watch any YouTube channels. Um, there's a couple there, There's a couple that I've watched, maybe one or two episodes, like the kayfabe ones, when they were talking about the McFarlane court cases. But usually I just don't have time, and I don't want to spend time watching YouTube uh, personally when I have like Netflix, Disney Plus, and Paramount Plus, and whew, Amazon Prime, uh, Peacock. I I I'm blown away. We did get rid of AMC Plus, but we have HBO Max, so it's like. <laughs> overwhelmed with content i've been watching a lot on netflix and i just recently switched over to disney plus and um 
Started watching the Bad Batch. Actually got caught up this week on Bad Batch. Um, Because that one's just being released weekly. So they're four episodes in. Um, Watch that. Uh, Decided what am I going to go to next. We still haven't watched Andor yet. But Barb wants to watch that. So that's probably in the queue. After um, The Boys. Which were on like episode 8 of the final uh, season. So I think there's 10 episodes I think. So we'll probably go to Andor or Mayor of whatever town um, or the new uh, Harrison Ford um, Yellowstone series, whatever that one's called. But yeah, that's. I don't usually watch the YouTube just because of time. Like, uh, the only time I watch TV is when I exercise in the morning and when I get home from work. And I usually will only watch one program before I go to bed. (laughs) So, it's two programs a day, max. So, that's all through the week. And then on Saturday... um, Lately, it's just been football, so we've been watching football, NFL, and Sunday, but sometimes on Saturday or Sunday, we'll watch a movie on either Saturday night uh, or Sunday, and maybe something during the day. When I'm bagging everybody comics, I'll just put on like Seinfeld or or something that I've already uh, consumed and put it on the background, but um, no, I don't usually watch it. Uh, I will queue it up and try it. If you if you think I'll like it, I, I'll check it out. Um, see, see if I like uh, Lunch Money Comics. Quite wholesome. I don't know what that means. Like, uh, does it make you feel like at home? And like, bed is breaking in the oven and it smells good. And it's positive i i'm reading that as wholesome i i don't know <laughs> but uh yes i i'll check that out you the other question you ask if valiant goes bust would you prefer to see the characters incorporated into the marvel universe or dc universe and why <clears throat> no i i would like just to see him not come back but uh if they did and I had to choose a company, I'll tell you why. I wouldn't choose the Marvel. Marvel, you know, acquired Malibu and we see nothing uh, other than that first year that they acquired stuff. They were like mixing Spider Prime and they were changing everything. And then CrossGen, which we only had a Roos and a, a Sigil uh, series that followed the buyout of CrossGen. And then we saw one cross-gen reprint. So I think the chances of them buying Valiant and using it are not good. Um, <clears throat> DC, on the other hand, has acquired Charlton. They've acquired uh, Quality Comics. They've acquired uh, Fawcett Comics. Um They've acquired a lot. And every time we still see those characters in the DC universe. 
So I would prefer Valiant to be at acquired by DC, but I don't want them incorporated into the universe. It, it just would be weird. They, they, they're their own universe, and I'd prefer it. I'd prefer it that they go away for a while and somebody acquires them and puts them out again. Um, that's what I'd prefer. But uh, I like what Valiant's doing. I just wish it was more scheduled. In other words, I don't like when they alternate titles and they don't finish them. Like they didn't finish Archer and Armstrong, the latest one, and it was really good. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, that's what my thoughts are. I'd also like the gold key characters to come back. Like Dark Horse had them for a while when Jim Shooter was doing them, and God, they were good. And then they went over to Dynamite, and I still enjoyed them. I, I just wish they'd come back in some form, <clears throat> but they—I guess nobody's buying them. Uh, Glenn Clark asks: DC Comics is doing a lot of miniseries instead of ongoings. Crime Syndicate, Swamp Thing, and Green Arrow, Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Do you think that the miniseries on some of these non-A-tier characters is a better option than an announced ongoing? Um, I, I don't know, because I have no insight into what sales numbers are. For the ones that you mentioned, I, I believe that they wouldn't exist as ongoings i don't think they would last very long green arrow and swamp thing they might have some legs but uh i think you know with the swamp thing you'll you'll get 12 issues green arrow hopefully 12 issues uh crime syndicate you'll get a lot less that was really good um adventures of superman you know he had his own title and uh, I, I, I don't know what those sales numbers are, but I imagine they weren't tremendous. Well, they could have been, and then they just wanted to return Superman. And uh, John got pushed to the wayside, and they needed to reincorporate him in another title. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the miniseries, like even Marvel's doing the same. I know you don't read a lot of Marvel, but if you look at just look at a Marvel previews and, and what they're, they're doing is the five issue model five, a bunch of mini series that are five issues and not a lot of ongoings, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I assume they think a five issue they can commit to and still be profitable and then get a trade out and then make some extra money. And, and then they keep their, product out there and then they move on to the next but yeah i hope i hope that we see more like we should have a green lantern we have a flash we have a wonder woman we have a superman title we have two we have multiple batman titles two ongoings um aquaman would be nice to have an ongoing a Hawkman ongoing would be nice. I, I it it's when it's when it's kicking, it's kicking on all legs, man. It's really good. Um, yeah, a Jonah Hex one would be. I would really like to see 
Jonah Hex come back, even if it's just a mini. I, I'd like to see them. I hope that that Sergeant Rock book is doing decent so we can see another mini that comes out of it. I would like to see a Sergeant Rock, though, in World War II without paranormal and just straight World War II stuff. Uh, I really love to see that, even if it's just for a bit. The next question is from uh, Robert P. Glover, which I don't think I've ever received a question from this individual. But um, he asks, why does DC Publishing reinforce the continuing failed characteristics of the aged-up John Kent? Uh, in the face of poor issue sales, I don't think you can say that, years of virulent opposition by a majority of customers in inability to monetize what should be a plat platinum IP why the echo chamber disconnects so he what he's basically saying is well I don't know what fact he's uh, basing this on like the sales of super sons versus the sales of um, Superman uh, son of Kal-El I, I don't know. We don't have sales numbers anymore, so I don't know. And I don't think, I, I personally don't think that they would have launched the adventures of Superman, uh, John Kent, you know, Kent, if sales weren't at least respectable enough to put it out there. Would I rather see a John? No, personally, would I rather see a John Kent the same age as Damien? Yes. Um, am I still good with reading his new comic with Tom Taylor at the helm? Yes. So I, I didn't agree with when they aged him. It was so weird. You know, he went into space, it seemed really forced. His, um, Superman's father took him into space and then he came back aged and it, it was just really bizarre. So yeah, I would like to, to go back to a younger one. It, it was nice to have. A generational thing where I, I think I think they aged him too for 5G because even though they didn't do 5G, you know, we saw a new Wonder Girl, which would have been Wonder Woman, Yara Flores, or if that's her name, and then you had a John is Superman. You you had like this new Justice League with new characters and. Uh, replacing you know a lot of the uh, older older characters the next question is from russ uh, mashad uh, a war uh, aficionado uh, in terms of war comics he uh, asks new superhero reboot show three's comp three's super company what superheroes replace janet jack Chrissy and Mr. Roper. Um, hmm. Mr. Miracle is Jack. Uh, Big Barda, before they were married, I guess, is Chrissy. And no, you know what I think? I'm going to change my answer. So Jack Guy Gardner, uh, Janet, um, uh, Ice, Chrissy, 
is fire and Mr. Roper would be Ober Oberon. <laughs> so yeah, and I guess you know got uh, uh Mrs. Roper. Uh Don Knotts is you know uh Mr. Furley. Larry the friend uh golly who could Gnort. So you got Guy Gardner, Gnort, um, Fire and Ice. That's that's what I'd go with for DC. Uh, for Marvel, I'd go with Peter Parker, um, Gwen Stacy, and Mary Jane Watson, and J. Jonah Jameson as Mr. Roper. Come and knock on my door. We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his three's company too. I like that. I like that question a lot. Um, I have several questions from Kurt, but I think I'm going to save those for uh, next time. So I want to thank Ross. I want to thank Robert P. Glover. And Robert, uh, if you do listen to this... Um, I sure would like to know if you did get some numbers, because I'd like to know what the sales numbers are of Super Sons versus, uh, you know, the latest Superman Son of Kal-El. It, it would be fascinating to me. I think there would be close, and 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 a lot of thing the things that I think drive it marketing is the name, uh, a Superman title versus a Super Sons. I just think would outsell it just by name, but um, I I wish we had our sales numbers back. I, I really do. Or in some insights into it anyway, um, would would be a lot of fun. So thank you, Robert. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, thank you, Dallow. Appreciate the questions. And uh, let me see if I can uh, go through a, uh, a couple of issues read. So I'll be right back. I'll hit the pause button. I'll do some tallying, and I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. And Barb called and said she's going to try and pick up Arby's, and she'll be calling me. So I'll have to pause when that happens and hopefully not lose my train of thought. But that's possible I could. So the week of 12, uh, December 5th through December 11th, I watched uh, several 4 out of 5 movies. I watched Nope, 31. That was a Rob Zombie film. Um, nope was... I don't want to tell you what it's about, but it's about... Um, American black Americans living or are doing like horse like a ranch uh, out in the middle of it's a Hollywood ranch so they like raise horses and then rent out the Hollywood horse to movie studios or TV shows and then something happens and I can't tell you what happens because then I'll spoil it but it was really good um, 31 was about a bunch of were they circus performers? There were some kind of performers that are driving through the middle of nowhere to get to their destination. They were like in a carnival. And 
they get caught by these crazy people that put them into a game, a, a death game. It's kind of like a, a crazy Rob Zombie version version of Run Runaway Man or The Running Man. Uh, <laughs> it's not sci-fi, but it's it's crazy like that, a 70s version of that, uh, if you will. Uh, the Good Doctor, the TV show, really liked four out of five. Zach and Mari make a porno. I think it's the third time I've seen it. I Love You Man, uh, probably the third time I've seen that movie. Uh, the five out of fives were Yellowstone and Devil's Rejects. <clears throat> so you can see why I only managed to read 16 comics. Uh, we have three Marvel, two Kickstarters, three DC, one Dark Horse, one Comixology, five Boom, and one Archie. We'll start with the three out of fives. We have Dead Mall. Uh, I was still really confused. I don't know who is narrating, and I feel lost on what is going on. But it seems to be about teenagers trapped in a living mall. Like if the mall became this live, living entity and was not letting them escape. That's that's what I'm getting out of the story, but I am confused. We have Marauders number five. The princess is brought back to life. Uh, and uh, Dokken, uh becomes part of the legacy of Fang. He actually gets the... Like, the fang sort of outfit too it's 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 really interesting so it, it deals with the star slammers and you know stuff like that in space uh they're back at earth though eventually so we got a kickstarter we have cavewoman metallage uh ca cavewoman and her partner try to survive the landscape in this world and only caveman gets through a portal back to her own world it tie, ties into other London Knight characters because it's almost from the same studio that did the Razor's Edge anthology, which I'm, I'm going to get to. Um, usually Cavewoman is basement comics, and I can't remember what the Heartso company is called, but I think that they're doing the Razor's Edge. It's confusing because um, I don't think... The, no, the Heartso company isn't doing Razor's... Whoever... I can't know if it's Basement Comics, but it's another Kickstarter. Eat the Rich, uh, one through five. This is a boom uh, comic book. It's a woman is welcomed into a family of cannibals as they eat their servants, willing participants. <laughs> and she gets assimilated into that culture and then sort of falls for another woman in wanting to help her and protect her that was a servant that is going to get the same treatment as the other people and uh does she portray her current family now that she's been assimilated or does she go with the girlfriend you have to read it to find out tim drake robin number three a four out of five so these are all four out of five so three out of fives ended with marauder um robin fights off uh the other Clayface robins and Bernard nurses him back to health because he's injured really bad. And the mystery of who's killing people in the marina is still up in the air. It, it's really fun comic. I'm really enjoying it. DC Pride, Tim Drake special number one. I actually read this after, after reading three issues of Tim Drake Robin. And this kind of sets the stage for that. It shows Robin investigating the cult that is capturing teenagers and defeating them. So they're portraying Tim in a more detective-based 
scenario, which is really interesting, and I'm really liking it. It shows Tim questioning his sexuality, too, and finding himself as he struggles with the relationships with Batman and Stephanie. Uh, spoiler. I, I really liked... I really liked how this set the stage of his bisexuality, which leads into him dating Bernard in Robin, uh, Tim Drake Robin. So, like, I think without that, it seems a little not natural. But if you see the struggles that he's having uh, in his mind with what he's thinking and stuff and... It's pretty interesting. Um, so that's from DC Comics. Uh, we have from Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man number 14, Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley plot their revenge against the X-Men and Spider-Man. Ben's wife is becoming Hallow's Eve. We have Gold Goblin number one. The public knows he is the Gold Goblin and saves Spider-Man. And Norman is dealing with his past demons and trying to keep them in check. This is by Christopher Cantwell. I can't remember the artist. It's drawn beautifully. And it, it's a well-done book. And uh, probably a better book than The Amazing Spider-Man in, in the Dark Web. It, it's probably one of the better Dark Web books to be reading, uh, artistically and story-wise. Uh, we have Razor's Edge Anthology. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, this was awesome. It had a uh, Morbid Angel, Tommy Gun, a Poison Story, and Lethal Strike Stories. These were all characters I think that were based in London Night Studios, and it made me add some of these comics to my shopping list on my comic shop. I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I, I really am interested in seeing more of these characters. The original Shield number one, I, I really enjoyed this book. Is the first story was Shield taking down a villain who stole a map, but the villain gets away because of some incompetent guards. The second story is an FBI funding is cut, and Shield must investigate an old robots in in a museum. And then does Ruby Nabry's art on the cover look a lot like Gil Kane? I thought it did on this particular cover. Then we have uh, Canary number three. This is uh, Scott Snyder and Dan Panosian uh, doing a comicsology original. As a hero, uh, this is number three, a reporter and daughter of the philanthropist discover the mine might have been filled with uranium and this might be making people go crazy because of the radiation. A local native tribe tries to scare them off and shoots the reporter in the face, but he survives. Really loving this Western-themed uh, supernatural-type story that uh, Scott Snyder has uh, come up with. It is one that I really like in print, but I've told myself... I am not going to double dip on these Comixology original. I'm paying for the Comixology unlimited service, and I might as well enjoy those. And the chances of the probability of me reading it again when it comes in print is slim to none, uh, based on my current stacks of reading piles. So, uh, yeah, it's snowing, so hopefully, Barbara. Uh, it gets to Arby's okay. 
she was supposed to get home early today but uh that didn't work out um i actually have like four hours rolling into next week so next week i'm gonna have a, either a lot of overtime or i'll be rolling more into the following week because you can always roll your fridays so i might be rolling my entire friday into the following week who knows but we have uh, Death of Superman. Uh, it's the 5 out of 5 of the week. 30th anniversary special. A construction worker had a piece of doomsday which turned in, him into Doombreaker. That was a cool little story. I think that was Dan Jurgens. John is in a class and learns about his father's death for the first time when Doombreaker is fighting him. At, uh, him and John does help out. So Doombreaker is trying to show him what what's interesting about this is John Kent was in school. At the, he's de-aged in this story, but uh, Lois is explaining to him how the father died. No, he learns in school that his dad died, and no, Lois and Clark never told him. And it's like he had to learn in school that his father Superman died. It was it's pretty interesting. The next story is it shows Jen, John Henry Irons working his way, saving people to try to help Superman. And there's a Guardian story as he tries to get Superman to help and wants to protect Superman and Doomsday's body from being obtained by Cadmus. There's a Ma and Pa Kent story dealing with uh, watching the news of their son fighting Doomsday. So that's that week. And I, I really love that one shot. Um, I... It it was by, you know, you had Louise Simonson, Bogdavine, and all the the creators that participated in the death of Superman were writing brand new stories. Um, I can't remember who did the Mom Pa Kent, but it was awesome. There was a Jerry Ordway story that was really maybe he did that story, but um, so many good stories there. So that was that week. The five only five out of five that week was the. Uh, Death of Superman 30th Anniversary Special. So we'll go into the next week. Uh, that was December 12th through December 18th. Uh, the things I watched that week were Wednesday on Netflix. That was about the Adams Family. I really liked that show. I gave it a 4 out of 5. 40-Year-Old Virgin. <clears throat> Probably saw that for the third or fourth time. Uh, I was doing something with comics and uh, I was watching a lot of old comedies uh, five out of five was Yellowstone again um, I gave an, a four out of five to Christmas bloody Christmas uh, which should have been with the other four out of fives but it was uh, not there <laughs> that was uh, a robot I think a robot Santa Claus that was it was a militarized robot that a toy company bought and repurposed it uh, for toy stores and then it lost its shit and went and started on a murder spree. We have a total of 24 comics that week. We have one Scout, 14 Marvel, one Image, one Frank Miller Presents, two DC, one Bad Idea, four Antarctic. We'll start with the three out of fives. The first was the first seven days. This was a bad idea shenanigans that was solicited in Diamond Comics as B-Side Publishing. 
um, which was an, about an event that causes puppets to become alive, I I wasn't impressed, and I was very disappointed. Like a 4.99 comic for like I think there were 12 pages. It was ridiculous. Bad idea just continues to piss me off, like to no end. And I wish I would have canceled my Kickstarter. I, I, I Dinesh is just. He just makes me angry, and I'm so glad I'm not getting any of the books. Now, if I come across them <clears throat> for a dollar like my co-host Bill Bomer did, I will buy them, and I will read them. But I am not a completist of their company anymore, and I'm not going to go out of my way to find a store in another state to ship me the comics, or even in the same state because they'd have to ship me. There's none in Colorado Springs, I'll tell you that right now, that have bad idea. And the one guy that I trusted with my bad idea books was uh, Cowabunga in um, Wisconsin, and uh, they don't they they got they got rid of bad idea because of the shenanigans, and it wasn't worth it to them. So. Uh, here we are. Uh, the four out of fives were uh, exterminators two and three. The girl team defends their actions in front of a Krakoa board uh, because of their actions against the vampire nation. Uh, it was really funny. Um, really like Jubilee in here. Boom Boom and Dazzler working together as a team. And it's very funny. It's It could piss people off because of its ridiculousness, but I I think it's a breath of fresh air. We have Wolverine 24. The progenitor judges Solem and Wolverine as they fight over the swords, and it's an axe tie-in. I read 25. It's kind of disappointing just recently. Um, The backup was pretty good. Um, X-Force 31. Craven is using Deadpool's cutoff hand. Uh, to plan an invasion of Krakoa during the Eternals War. And Beast does not like that the Russian mutants were brought to Krakoa by Omega Red. Sage has plans of her own. So a lot of betrayal and non-trusting things happening in X-Force. I kind of like this Craven storyline, though. Um... We have Gambit 4 and 5. This was the brand new miniseries by Chris Claremont. The enemy has converted Gambit's Gambit's girlfriend into a monster and they defeat the enemy. He wants to seek a cure with Storm, the little girl Storm, but she thinks he should protect Storm. So it's not a cure for Storm. It's a cure for his girlfriend. Uh, whatever her name is, but but uh, he ends up going off with with uh, with Storm, uh, and you got to remember that this is when Storm was de-aged. Aurora, um, stars Leela Miller and Bounty. We have Namor the Submarinator conquered shores. This is like an Elseworlds title where the Kree. This is issues one and two. Caused the oceans to arise and the heroes went seeking revenge. Atlantis thrives where the land people suffer. It stars Cap and Luke Cage on the land. The machines are rising to fight Atlantis with Machine Man and Jim Hammond. That's kind of interesting. But the oceans have taken over the earth. 
Horror Comics 13 and 14. Uh, this is an Antarctic small short uh, black and white stories from overseas in this anthology. And it, each one is really, really good. Uh, you talk about really good eight-page type horror stories. This one's for you if you like black and white stories and horror. Uh, Dark Web, number one. Ben and Madeline plot their revenge against Spider-Man and the X-Men. Uh, we got Sins of the Black Flamingo. A gay thief works with his partner to retrieve a Nazi object that brings Gollum back to life as a person. And then on a mission to steal from the rich, the host recognizes the Black Flamingo. He discovers um, an imprisoned angel below the house. That was a pretty uh, good story from Image Comics. Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead. Rock and Easy Company take more of the undead Nazi take on more of the undead Nazis and try to take out the source, which is the scientist behind it all. Meanwhile, Hitler injects the serum into his himself and his wife. That was really interesting, and they didn't tackle that in number four. So I, I forgot that that actually happened, and I just read four. Uh, Immortal X-Men number six, Sinister acts for, for a vote from the mutants to destroy the Progenitor. The Progenitor judges Sebastian Shaw, the Black King. That was, that was probably one of the better tie-ins, in my opinion. But Immortal X-Men is one of the best X-Men books. Axe Judgment Day Omega. This is a really good wrap-up, in my opinion, for the event. Um, and that it shows all the ramifications and highlights the important pieces without retelling the story. Cersei is dead. Ajax is a god now. Zerus rules and Druig is being punished. Icarus uh, is seeking redemption. The humans know that, that the internals... Um, in order for the internals to live, humans have to die in their place. So a lot was revealed in this uh, this number one of the Omega. Fantastic Four, number one and two, an event that destroyed the Baxter building has the team separated. Uh, ben and Alicia on a road trip and run across the individual that keeps an entire town in like a Groundhog Day scenario. The other is Reed and Sue get caught up in a small town of doom bots the fantastic four uh and this is really good launch like I, i'm really caught up in the event even though they're not a team the first issue was ben and alicia the second issue was reed and sue and the third issue is going to be the human torch i haven't read that but it's on my to read stack we have ancient enemies number one philadelphia is wiped out by an alien event a group rebuilds it um as an advanced city and there is a protest between the cities and one city suffers for the growth of the new city and the leader is funneling money to investigate where another ship landed and two superpowered women seem to be at war that's the leader of the of both cities uh, a first responder has an alien artifact attached to him and is awakened and goes to fight another alien that he is at war with so like two ships crashed into earth one destroyed um a part of town and that's where the one alien was he was captured in that one new town and then the other alien isn't known to anybody 
but it's in a ship that was mysteriously uh, landed at the same time. But they're they're both both aliens are head, headed towards to kill each other. That was from Frank Miller Presents, and I loved it. Dan DiDio writing, art was top-notch. I, I really thought it was a great uh, comic book. The five out of fives were off-world, number one, one and two. These are two stories about two individuals in a prison. One was arrested after leaving his girlfriend's home, and the other at a strip club. She was a stripper at the strip club taking advantage of people. The next one is a story about three female mercenaries. It looks like their adventure is going to take them to the lower levels of society. Is artistically Both issues were artistically brilliant. I, I love this uh, series, and I actually finished it. It was spectacular, and if you look at the current previews, they're soliciting all the off-world stories that were the first story, not the second story. But, um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, she Bites was just a damn near perfect vampire story from Scout. It was artistically brilliant. Execution was brilliant. It was such a good story. A little girl vampire who is really old, hires a babysitter to take care of her. One of the best uh, put-together comics of the year, and the art was just incredible. Uh, five out of fives. So the five out of fives, again, were Offworld 1 and 2 from Antarctic Press. Uh, she Bites, number one, from Scout Comics. And Death of Superman, 30th Anniversary Special, number one, from DC Comics. So I want to thank you all for listening. And uh, you can reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com and find this podcast at geekbrunchpodcast.com and also on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button, follow all the episode threads there. And you can always send me questions. I, I save them all at Mike Myers Brunch. That's at Mike Myers is spelled M-Y-E-R-S Brunch on Twitter and I save them to my bookmarks and I save them for the show. So if you enjoy the questions and you enjoy the answers and you want to know more, send on some more questions. So uh, we'll be back hopefully next week with uh, two more uh, weeks of comics and we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Bye-bye.